he gets rid of it quickly. Catch! Julian Edelman! Off to the races! Julian Edelman! Goodbye, Edelman! Touchdown, New England! From the two, first and goal. Running it for the touchdown! Sony Michelle! The dynasty continues. Hello and welcome back to the Patriots Podcast UK. Uh, I'm Dave. Uh, I'm doing this one solo today. It's been a bit of a weird week, so um, you haven't really had time to sort people coming out, uh, coming on out. Sorry. Um, we will have guests back on very soon, and. You know, some of the ones from last week, all, all three did a great job, so we'll definitely be getting them back on. Um, yeah, today I'm just going to, well, obviously talk about Antonio Brown quickly. Um, don't need to do too much on that because I think that subject's been done to death a little, hasn't it? But uh, yeah, we'll touch on that. Um, a quick look back at last week's game against Miami. Again, I mean, there's not tons to talk about from that, uh, from that game because, you know, Miami are atrocious, aren't they? And then a quick look ahead to another um, not-so-great-looking team. But, you know, that's probably more to do with injuries than the actual team itself. But, uh, again, we'll get to that when we talk about the Jets. Um, so, yeah, might as well crack straight on. Uh, obviously, Antonio Brown is the big story for the Patriots over the last, well, 11 days, 12 days now. But, yeah, he's been released now. So, that's, uh, yeah, an end to that saga that, you know... It, it was 11 days, but obviously it went on a lot longer just in the NFL as a whole. But, you know, I'm not completely sad to see it end. And, you know, I think in a couple of weeks' time, people will almost forget that he ever even played for us. But, you know, I think I don't really have a problem with the side in the first place because, I mean, when we signed him, he was basically just a dick. There wasn't um, tons else that he had done, was there? And obviously all the legal stuff that's come out since has not been good. And that's obviously been why he's been released, but I think people criticising the sign at the start was a bit of a weird thing, because I think if the Patriots knew about this, then he wouldn't have been signed, and, you know, I don't think there's any real problem with signing him. Just someone, who, just someone who's done a lot less than a lot of other players who are in the NFL, and, I mean, yeah, he was just a bit of an idiot, but that's not a crime, is it? Because if it was, then no one would be playing in the NFL, basically. Um... Playing last week was a little bit weird, obviously, because the first lot of um, accusations had all come out, and, you know, I don't, didn't really need him against Miami, did we? Uh, there wasn't really any real need to play him there, but, you know, they did, and, I mean, he looked good in that game, didn't he? And it was a pretty exciting way he could have been for the offence, but, you know, that's uh, been and gone now, and we'll never get to see that, but, I mean, I'm glad they've cut him now, because it's obviously these text messages that have come out of intimidating whoever it was, um... He made the accusations and all that sort of things. We don't need to go into it because, you know, there's legal stuff there and obviously it's, you know, it's been talked about by everyone. Everyone will carry on talking about it for another few days, but we don't need to go into all that. But what I wanted to look at more was 
what this means for the Patriots moving forward and what it, what opportunity it could bring not having Brown there. Um, the salary side of things is a bit unclear at this stage because, I mean, his bonus, a £5 million bonus was due on Monday, I believe, but obviously he's not on the team, but I mean, they might have already paid him that, but I just don't know how that sort of sets, um, affects the cap and all these sort of things, but I mean, I'm sure that will come out in the next few days, what's going on with that, but it seems like they won't pay him that full nine million or whatever the signing bonus was, anyway. So one way or another, it's not going to be too bad of a bad of an impact. So it opens up a slot and a bit of salary there. I mean, there's talk of a lot of talk of people saying to go to Jalen Ramsey, but I mean, I think Ramsey's incredible and obviously would improve the defense. But I mean, cornerback's not really a a big issue for the Patriots, is it? Um, don't really need to do too much to improve that secondary that. I mean, might be the best in the league anyway. So, I mean, adding Ramsey to that it would obviously be unbelievable. And, uh, yeah, make that defence almost uh, un- unplayable. But, yeah, I don't really see that being a route the Patriots go. But, I mean, it sounds like the Jags only want a first-round pick. But, I mean, if there's a bit of a bidding war, that could go up and eventually you're going to have to pay him. I don't think he costs so much this year. So, it might be something they look at. But, I mean, it's not... I don't. I wouldn't rule it out, but... I mean, I don't think it's likely, to be honest. Um, the other one is obviously improving the O-line, and Trent Williams is the obvious name, but again, I think it might just be a bit too pricey. He's going to be... I mean, look at what Tunsil got traded for. I know it was sort of part of the big deal, but I think there's like a couple of firsts and a second in there, something along those sort of lines, and was that included? Kenny Steele's going the other way, but I mean, most of it's for Tunsil, and I mean, I guess the price is going down and down with each week that goes by, but... I don't really see that being a realistic option going for Williams because you're going to have to give up a lot to trade for him. Even Say it costs a first-round pick. I mean, that's not too bad. You're expecting that to be at least late 20s, hopefully in the 30s. But that, that pick's not a big deal. But then you're going to have to pay him, what, you're going to have to make him the highest-paid tackle in the league? It's not really what the Patriots do, is it? I mean, a couple of the Patriots' tackles that have gone have gone and do that at other teams and we're not the ones that want to pay him because I mean the Patriots can make something out of a lot of uh, offensive linemen and I mean if some of these injuries were a bit longer term then maybe I could see him doing it but I think Wynn's going to be back um, Cannon will be back soon I just don't think it's somewhere that they're going to invest tons and tons of money in someone like him if it if it was just a case of trading for like a second or a third and just seeing out this year and then letting him go walk on free agency, then I think that could work. But I don't really see that being how it plays out. Yeah, to me, I think it's just going to cost too much in salary to really justify doing the move. I think it, it, it looks like an obvious move, but I think when you break it down a bit further, then it doesn't really make a ton of sense. And as I say, I think then players will be back sooner rather than later. Even if it's a six, eight-week injury, then... Well, in win, it's a bit longer, isn't it? He's, but it'll be back by the end of the season and, you know, the time that really matters for the Patriots. So I don't think signing Williams is going to be the difference between making the playoffs or missing the playoffs or anything along those sort of lines. Maybe if something else happens and there's another injury, which seems to be the case at the moment, doesn't it? That uh, each week we pick up another O-line injury. But I think O-line might be a place that they use that roster spot and a bit of the salary that they maybe save from Antonio Brown. But... Yeah, I don't really see it being Williams. I think there's probably other players out there that they would 
go with someone a bit more of a stopgap rather than like a long-term answer. But yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, the, I think it does. I think the Brown uh, release does open up a bit of an opportunity. But maybe they'll just sign another wide receiver somewhere or something along those sort of lines. But uh, I think yeah, to me, O-line, but maybe more of a stopgap player. I'm not sure of anyone specifically, but yeah, maybe a trade for someone or someone who's a bit cheaper. But yeah, that seems to me more the route that makes sense for them to go to. But yeah, not Williams, but someone on the O-line. Um, well, I guess I get, might as well get on to that Dolphins game. But I mean, on, on the offensive side of the ball, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest game in the world, was it? But I mean, I don't think they have to really get our first gear. So it's, it's really hard to take anything from any team playing Miami, really, isn't it? Because, I mean, they barely count as an NFL team. And I, I don't mean that to be too harsh, but, I mean, they really are atrocious. And it was 43 nothing, and literally never got our first gear. It was, yeah, pretty pretty easy. And obviously Antonio Brown would have been the talking point from that, from that side of the ball. But, yeah, obviously there's no point talking about that anymore. I mean, the defence was where, obviously, the Miami team is dreadful. But I do think they have some sort of talent on in terms of receivers. I don't think they're great, but I do think they've got some players there. And, I mean, the defence looked great again, didn't it? It was absolutely just... I mean, I think it was like quite late in. It might have been the fourth quarter. They weren't even in, like, 80 total yards. And, yeah, it was uh, great to see Gilmore get a pick six. And I can't think we've got the other pick six. I don't... Down. I can't see it now, but yeah, the other pick six, and I think that sort of put the cherry on the on the ice in there with um, cherry on the ice and the icing on the cake, the cherry on the top. You know, you know the sayings. Um, but yeah, I think they just put the edge on that win and just sort of made it look as comfortable as it probably was. I don't think that score flattered us at all, but yeah, I don't think the offense was amazing, but yeah, the defense was really good, and yeah, I think it's pretty exciting this defense. It's if the offence is having a bad game, then I think the defence can carry us where that hasn't been the case for a while. I know in the Super Bowl last year that they were incredible, but I think going back a bit further, there was been a bit more, I don't know, a bit up and down. And, you know, if, there's been a lot more pressure on the offence. I think I think having the defence playing like that frees up the offence to really do what they want to do and take a few more chances, I guess. And, I mean, it doesn't really matter if they turn the ball over because that defense is probably going to stop them or slow things down. And yeah, it may, I think it makes everything easier if the defense is playing better. There's just less pressure on Brady and the rest of the offense to have to perform, and and that's got to be the best way for things to go, hasn't it? Um, it's so good having Jamie Collins back in the team. It's I was I was pretty gutted when he went, but obviously I've got it. But yeah, now now he's back. I think he just had so much to this defense. I think he had so much flexibility, and I think he's he's such a Patriots defender. And yeah, I really like seeing him there, and it's so fun to have him back. And yeah, I, I love Collins, and so so happy he's back on this Patriots defense because I think he is he is a real difference maker. And I mean, Gilmore is obviously the best player on this defense. He might be the well, he's probably the best cornerback in the league, and one of the best defensive players in the leagues but I think Collins isn't a million miles behind him in terms of talent and performance so yeah I love Collins and I think he is a real difference maker and probably a bit I'm not enough to talk about Collins really and his impact on this team but yeah I'll, I'll be uh, banging the drum for Collins every week because he's definitely one of my favourite Patriots and yeah so glad to see him back Um, I guess 
that's about it really to say about the Dolphins match, isn't it? There wasn't <laughs> there wasn't a ton to talk about. It wasn't the most interesting game in the world because you know Walcos like this are, and I, I think it's, there's no point making uh, jumping to too many conclusions from anything positive, negative, any anything because you know the Dolphins aren't really an NFL team, are they? At this stage, and everyone's going to go in and beat them. But yeah, I mean this. Well, might as well go into the Jets then. The Jets looked like it was going to be a bigger test in it, but I mean they're on to their third string now and third string quarterback with Darnold and Simeon both out. And I mean I think we're twenty one point favourites. They might change with the Brown news. I'm not sure, but it's um, yeah big big favourites. And I mean it's not looking like a big test. And I guess the Bills next week might be, but I mean the the, the Jets defense is something I want to talk about because I think they can cause some problems. I think we'll get more of an idea about how the offense is performing from this week than, well, especially last week, because I said they got first gear, but to me, I think we went a bit easy on the Dolphins. I think they do have that bit of respect for Flores, and I don't think they wanted to rub it in, but I'm not sure that'll be the case this week, so I think we might see a bit more intensity, and obviously some of these receivers probably want to prove that losing Brown's not an issue and all that sort of thing, so yeah, I think we could see a bit of a better offensive performance and get a bit more out of them. So that'd be interesting to see. Cause I think, yeah, I think the Jets' defense has got some talent there, and obviously they've got some issues, but I do think they've got some talent, and it'd be interesting to see what they can do against uh, that defense, and hopefully look a little bit better and get a bit more, bit, bit more of a run game, get Sony Michelle involved a bit more. Even against the Dolphins, he wasn't he wasn't great, and I mean. It's, <laughs> It's a pretty easy prospect going up against that Dolphins team. I think they need to get him going. and Yeah, we could say that, see that this week, hopefully. Um, I think the most interesting matchup on the other side of the ball is definitely Le'Veon Bell against these against this Patriots pass defence that has been... the deep pass, um, Sorry, the rush defence has been absolutely incredible. They've given up 2.6 yards per attempt. Um, they're one of two teams that haven't given up a 10-yard or more run, which... It seems crazy for a Patriots defense. When you go back to those Patricia days, it felt like literally any running back could come in and just break off a twenty-yard run every every couple of plays. So it's lovely to see that, and I think that'd be the strength of this team moving forward, which is crazy because I think the offense is still really, really strong. To me, this is the most rounded Pats team we've seen in quite some time. And even Brown or not, I still think we're Super Bowl favorites, and you know this. This game here is going to be just a an interesting test, but I don't think it's going to be too much of a problem. But yeah, as I say, Le'Veon Bell versus rush defense is the one the one thing I really want to look out for in this match because he's somebody that's caused a bit of bit of a problem over the years, and that's sort of the type of running back that has caused a bit of problems. Someone who can come out of the backfield and catch well and do all that side of things well, and he's only going to get better as he goes on. Bell, and you know, this is his third game back, and I think he's looked good in these first two games without a lot of help from the Jets' O-line. and Yeah, he's only going to get healthier. He's only going to get better. And, yeah, I'm really interested to see how this Pats defence that has looked incredible holds up against a, a real running back because, yeah, Miami didn't pose much of a threat there, did they? And, yeah, it's it, it wasn't great. But, so, obviously, the Steelers had Connor. And, for me, Bell's a lot better back than Connor, no matter what people say about him. Um, but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they cope with Bell and what 
sort of threat he poses. Sorry, what threat he poses. I mean, one thing I am looking forward to in this Jets game is we will probably get some more footage of the butt fumble, which is one of our favourite traditions, the biannual tradition of replays of the butt fumble. So, well, I guess it's triannual, is that a word? But, you know, you get these two games plus when we play, when, um, plus at Thanksgiving, so that's always good. But, yeah, excited for that. I can't see the Jets causing too many problems. I think Bell might give this run defence a bit more of a test, but... To me, it's a comfortable win. I think we see a better performance from the offence. So for me, I'm going for a pretty comfortable Patriots win. I think the run of not giving up a touchdown is probably a little bit more. Um, sorry, it's probably going to come to an end. I don't want to talk about that. It's probably going to come to an end this week. I think we might concede a touchdown. But also, I mean, obviously a third string quarterback is never the biggest test. But I think he looked okay when he came in and... Yeah, I think they better move the ball. And if we do, it's not into the world. I mean, it's an incredible run, so it's not something to worry about too much, is it? That um, they might might give up a touchdown, but yeah, it wouldn't be a big shock to see it continue here. But yeah, for me, I think it's going to be something around the. I think we'll score in the thirties, and I think they'll struggle to get into double figures. So something around thirty-five, seven. But yeah, I think it's going to be a comfortable one again, and. Yeah, I think Josh Gordon could have a bigger role this week than he did last week. I think they were sort of not forcible to AB, but definitely getting him involved, and that probably hurt Gordon as much as anyone else, really. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they perform. And yeah, I don't think it's going to be a too much of a test, but just some seeing if the offense can improve a bit on last week and how that rush defense held up against Bell. That's the sort of things I'm looking out for. Um. I've asked for a few questions, and yeah, we got a few in, so that's uh, good, so I'll go through them now. Um, first up, we've got from Jason Toms, who is at Cornish Yinza, is that how I sound that, on Twitter. Um, how much of the Pats' defense, how much of the Pats' success on defense is down to scheme, and how much is down to personnel? Has the scheme changed much since Matt Patricia left? I mean, I think it's a similar scheme. I don't think anything drastic's changed. I don't think... I think the game plan is a bit better. I don't know. But for me, I think secondary have got an incredible group there now. I think the young guys have all pretty much worked out. I think it's like six deep at cornerback of players that would be starters elsewhere. So I think personnel and Gilmore, I think, has improved. When we saw Gilmore, I wasn't 100% sure on that one. But he's proved me wrong and he's been incredible. And I think that helps having someone like Gilmore who seems to fit what the Patriots want to do makes everything else so much easier. I think getting Jamie Collins back is a big thing for me, as I've mentioned before. So, yeah, I think the personnel has improved, and I think, yeah, game plan rather than sort of the actual scheme itself has been the thing for me. I, yeah, I'd, I'm well documented as not being a Patricia fan. So, getting rid of him is never, never a big, was never a big loss. So, yeah. For me, I think the personnel has improved, but I think, yeah, I think, yeah, planning is just a lot better. Um, we've got one from my co-host on the First and Ten podcast, Ross Bell. He's at Ross Bell 1984. Where does Antonio Brown rank in the all-time Patriots wide receivers? I mean, I guess touchdowns and catches per day with the team. He's right up there, isn't he? But yeah, I think in the end, people probably even forget he even played for the Patriots for this one game and 11 days. So yeah, right up there. 
like pound for pound, but you know, yeah, not 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 too highly. Top five, maybe. I don't know. No, I was joking. Yeah, barely even be remembered, will he? Um, I've got one from NFL Fan Wales, who's at Reese underscore NFL. Do you think they'll use Damian Harris in the running back rotation anytime soon? Um, I like Harris, and I do think that there is a chance moving forward that he could take something from Michelle, but from for me, it's probably going to take an injury to get him out there too often. I just don't see him being active is the problem. They, they've already they've he's clearly behind Michelle White Burkhead. So activating the fourth running back's bad enough anyway, and they've all obviously got um, Brandon Bolden who plays on special teams there. So for me, it's just hard for him to even be active on game day to even get a chance to be out there. So without an injury, I think it's hard. But I think when he gets on the field, I think there's a chance that he could. Um, yeah, I think he could make that position, maybe not make it his own, but sort of force a role in that offense. So. <sighs> Without an injury, I can't really see it anytime soon. But, I mean, obviously, running back is a place where lots of injuries happen. And it's not going to be that hard for something to happen for him to get a chance one week. And I think when he does, he will take it. Or at least, I don't know, force his way in. And maybe maybe Burkhead gets traded. I don't know. Maybe something like that will happen. But, yeah, for me, it's hard to see it right now and anytime soon without something happening elsewhere. Um, well, that's it for the questions. Um, thanks for them. I, I like answering questions. It makes the podcast a little bit different each week, doesn't it? Um, yeah, well, follow us on Twitter. We are at PatriotsUK underscore. So, yeah, get following there. Um, you can also follow the main First and Ten um, site and Twitter. That's uh, at First and Ten underscore. And you can check out stuff on firstandten.co.uk. You can also follow that on Facebook, or like that on Facebook, sorry. Um, we're trying to start a network. Well, trying. We are. We have started a network. We are... This is going to be going out on Channel 12, so hopefully you're listening on there. It's also got its own feed, but yeah, listen through Channel 12 mainly. That we're going to have... We're, we're aiming to get a podcast for all 32 teams. So, I mean, I'm assuming most people listen to this are Patriots fans, but if you if you know someone who's interested in podcasting and that side of things, then tell them to get in touch with us. Even if uh, I've got one for your team already started up, we can either start a second one. That's not that's not a massive issue. Or we start something else. We're looking to start up betting podcasts, fantasy podcasts, anything you can think of a podcast about. We're open and we're open to hearing about it. So if it's something you fancy getting involved with, then get in touch. Or if it's something you like, you think, oh, that's that sounds fun. Because that's me. It is really fun. I mean, this one's a bit harder talking to myself for twenty-two minutes. I think we're at now. It's a bit tougher, but yeah, we we arrange we're setting up people. You don't need to have someone to do it with. We're setting up groups of people. That I don't think many of the ones that have started so far have known each other before recording, and all of them have been really good. So go check them out. And yeah, we're just trying to get this to be something pretty big, and we want you to be part of it. So yeah, if you if you yourself want to get involved, like I'm always looking for people to come on here. So we had three guests last week. We've got some lined up for next week. So get in touch, yeah, get in touch either through Twitter, Facebook, you can email me, I'm dave at firstandten.co.uk and I'll point you in the right direction. So you don't need any experience, we can set up editing, um, um, hosting, setting up a logo, any of that sort of thing. We can do as much or as little as you want us to do and 
I mean, I'm not a fan. Obviously, I'm a Patriots fan, but I don't mind jumping on other podcasts and talking about the Saints or the Redskins or the Chargers or whoever it might be. I'm happy to just talk football at the end of the day. And yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a pretty exciting project we're doing, and we want you to be involved. So get in touch with us there. Uh, if you go on our Facebook and Twitter, there's a video explaining everything a bit more and all that sort of thing. So yeah, get in touch and follow us, subscribe on all the different channels and places and wherever you get your podcasts from, all that stuff. But yeah, most of all, if you, if you can share this thing, I do appreciate it so much. We're, it, we're nothing without you listening. So, yeah, please point other people towards us. So, well, I guess that's me for this week. Um, hopefully, we'll be back next week talking about a big win over the Jets and yeah, forward to the Bills, I believe it is, in week four. So, yeah, do all them things. Until then, see you next week.